the Lou and Matt podcast. Yes, welcome to the Lou and Matt podcast with one fit and healthy member of the team oh, and the other please. one just a little bit, things aren't going 100% now, at the Now, hang on. Is that I've fair to say, cook, Lou? Uh, yes, but I've had a cookback for what, since since when? Since Friday. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty well on the mend. I reckon I'm 70% there now. So I'm getting, it's getting way better. You know, I'm yesterday, doing all my exercises. How long did you have a crook back for? Just saying. Yeah, it was a little while. But but it was on Friday that um, I was the only one doing this little preamble chat because you were actually at the, so if you're a podcast only listener, yeah. um, you probably were on tender hooks waiting to find out oh, how right. Lou went at the Yeah, well, he sport. pummeled me. <laughs> Greg, my remedial massage therapist, um, pummeled me. Yeah, you need but, a good pummeling sometimes. Yeah, but, um, but he did the trick. Like, he, he he's fantastic. He always fixes me. Yeah, it's well, you live, you, you're just too reckless. That's your problem. You were <laughs> no. kicking a car door excessively. Hang <laughs> on. Tell the story. I had my arms full of groceries. I didn't want to put them because they're cloth bags. I didn't want to put them down in the mud. So I just pushed the car door oh, with my foot. Reckless. At the same time as twisting and turning and you know, I just felt it. Anyway, I'm old. Shut up. It's got hairs on it, doesn't it? Oh, getting old, getting old has got hairs on it. <laughs> Quite literally. Like nothing else. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're back, Lou, for the intro to our podcast. Thanks. It's been a fun and interesting couple of days. Let's kick it off with this. Uh, the great Kevin Sheedy, he's got that new book out called Icons of Sport, 28 unique profiles and interviews with some of the greats of Australian sport from Sheed's lifetime. And we got a chance to chat to the great man, and we kicked it off by asking him how he chose his icons. Here he is. Take two out of the, uh, each decade, uh, maybe three and some, um, and then put some iconic moments rather than just the best sports person, you know. Like an iconic moment would have been sort of um, um, Rick McCoffrey going out the bat with a broken jaw. I mean, that is an incredible, like the, the whole thing he was packed and here he is going to bat with a broken jaw, no helmet. And save the test, and ended up helping win the test, yep. the 100th centenary test. So Cliffy Young, well, he ran through your town. Oh, <laughs> Cliffy Young, in his 60s. Amazing. That was, it was because a person, a farmer in his 60s, beats the professional athletes of the world, and the whole of Australia was just hypnotised by it. Oh, know. and in gumboots, no less. Hello. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the Cliffy Shuffle, but. The, the smartest thing is when other people are sleeping, he kept running. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was an you incredible know, so we, thing. It's funny you should say those iconic moments and one that always um, comes to mind for me and always still makes me feel good when I think about it um, was, of course, the America's Cup Challenge in 1983 and John Bertrand features in your book. And just the mention of that name actually gives me goosebumps because it was such an incredible victory. Well, it was. He was voted by the Australian um, the people, the government, uh, the greatest sporting um, win ever in Australian sporting history. So it's just and to get the interview with him, which is a fantastic interview. Um, there's about five or six chapters of people of their life story involved. Look, I'm sure you don't mind me saying, uh, Kevin, but uh, off air, you were very complimentary about Albury uh, Wodonga, and you did mention the name. 
Lauren Jackson, and she features in your book. She obviously is a great legend of our region, and she stayed here as well, and that means so much to us, the fact that she still loves it so much to still be here, Kev. She really put um, your region uh, of Australia right on the map, like many of them have, and, um, you know, like to be at the Olympic Games and, and just, you know, ended up being captain of the national team in Beijing, at Sydney, Athens and Beijing Olympics she was in, and... Um, and, and won world championships, you know, like Commonwealth Games gold medals and silver medals. And, you know, just an incredible career, that young lady. Oh. And most of her best performances were probably in, in America. Yeah, true. Well, it's interesting, though. I mean, I guess it's no surprise that she had such a great basketball pedigree with both of her parents playing for Australia. Correct. That's um, all in there. But... But the fact that she started playing at four years of age, and I don't, that's not unusual. Yuck. If you come from a family of sporting people, you quite often start young. But, you know, yeah. there's no doubt that she just has got something super special a, about her. Yeah, yeah definitely magic lady. Um, I think mum must have been a ferocious competitor, by the way, of her. Uh, when you read her chapter. Yeah. Now, uh, one thing that people might find a little unusual is that they'd be glancing for someone like a James Hurd or like a, a footy player, but you've only got Dennis Pagan in there, and it's not really for his coaching either. So you've steered clear of... It's for his um, horse racing yeah. endeavours as much as anything. So you've steered clear of AFL. Any football, yeah. Absolutely. I grind, you know, a lot of inspiration from people in other sports and other yes. areas, um, definitely in, in arts and literature, in the history of all time. I mean, so the book's got a lot of different styles of people, different types of hard-nosed efforts. I mean, Debbie Flintoff, I think I would have played her 50 times in front of my team, her win, because she was behind every step until the last step. She never, ever, ever gave up. You play the game out to the siren, mate. You don't not, you know, ever yep. not play the game out yep. to the siren. Oh, exactly. All right, Kevin. Well, the book is is magnificent. It's called Icons of Swat, and it's a beautiful book oh, it is. as we well. Love, well, we got it's the hard, heavy. We I got the it. hardcover copy, which yes. I love a hardcover of any kind of book. Love it, Sheeds. Look, it, it's a beautiful book to keep because it gives a rundown of the history of the 70 years of my life, probably from about the 56 Olympics, which is when I started to really yep. take. Yep. Some inspiration. 28 absolute Australian sporting legends and the connection with Kevin Sheedy as well. You really want to read this book. It's called Icons of Sport. The great man, Kevin Sheedy. Sheeds, thank you so much for spending some time with us and talking through the book. Appreciate you having me on your show. Now, Lou, what makes a great pub? Oh, gosh. Um... It's got to be a warm atmosphere. I like smaller pubs. I like a like a cozier feel yeah. in a pub. Um, and uh, it has to have good pub meals. That's a that's a big plus for me as well. And I like what else do I like? Oh, I used to like a jukebox, but you don't see them anymore. A pool table, definitely. Jukebox, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's that? Um, is it is it El Dorado that they have the smallest pub in Victoria? Oh, maybe. I'm pretty sure. El Dorado Pub. Um, it's the smallest. The McAvoy Tavern. Yeah, and it's and it's like this tiny, weeny little, little pub. I'm sure I'm talking about the same thing. Am I talking about the right one? Not right. sure. Yeah, it is. There we go. Known as the smallest pub in Victoria. 
McAvoy Tavern. It's tiny. You go in and it's weeny tiny. But then there's another little area to it as well at the back. I love it. Speaking about the back, that's one of the uh, most important parts for me is an outdoor area. Yeah, good beer garden. You're right. Yeah. Um, I like them fairly large as a, uh, generally. Yeah, but you I don't like, like to be next to people. No, I don't. But I do like little segregated areas, like the traditional dark wood area, kind of like, you know, like the Bendit's got that dark area. Yeah, and see, it's like the different... la- woody area, I like yeah. that kind of feel yeah. too. But then I like the open plan eating area and an outdoor area. Yeah. Pool tables, pokies, why not? Um, it's good for, for people who want a respite from a group. You know, where's Dave over? Oh, he's over at the pokey. Yeah, Yeah. he's winning. (laughs) And staff, here's the key thing for me though, Luke. Staff that don't look down on you for ordering a Southern Comfort and Diet Coke. Mm, Geez, that might be hard to find. (laughs) One triple three in a tall glass. Yes. One one triple three five three. Jamie from Wodonga has given us a call on one triple three five three. Jamie, what makes a great pub? Good cold skewies, a pool table, and company. I'm with you yeah. on the pool table. It's how, a must. How good's a pool table? But it has to be free. It's not one of those ones you have to pay for. It's got to be free. Oh, and winner, winner holds. Like, you don't give up <laughs> until you lose. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you yeah, put your money on there? Like, do you leave pools. your money yeah. on there so that no one else gets the pool table if it's a money yeah. one? Yeah. you got to you got to bank up the 20 cents on the side of it. <laughs> and also, you've got to have, you've got to have the ex-footy player in the corner telling stories about how he's done. <laughs> yes, that's Love right. It. That's right. And uh, I prefer big kick-ass TVs as well to watch oh, football. Yeah, absolutely, Lou, because when you're playing pool, you also want to watch the highlights of the game. I never even think of a TV when I think pubs. Isn't that weird? Uh, Maybe that's because I'm old. Beautiful. Yeah, it would be, Lou. It would be. Uh, Thanks, Jamie. Good work, mate. Definitely makes a great pub, all of that stuff. No problem, mate. Hopefully I'll catch you down there. All right, we put the question up on our Facebook page. Has anyone else mentioned big TVs, Lou? What's the vibe? Look. No, but live music has been mentioned. Ah, Good point, Brent. Thank you. Great stuff, good food and live music. Don't yeah, mind if I fair do. fair enough. Um, Ange see. says pool tables for sure. Where yeah. have they all gone? Agreed with you, Ange. We need yeah. more pool tables back. Oh, Brad agreed with me. Jukebox. Oh, see, jukebox. you've got you to remember, I grew up I grew up in pubs because my family used to own some a couple of country pubs in central Queensland. So I spent my time putting money in the jukebox and um, fleecing all the old blokes of their money <laughs> playing pool because they all taught me how to play pool and I was a bit of a pool shark. I think Davian uh, says it well too, Lou. Atmosphere, great friendly staff and a relaxing culture. Yeah, love it. The Red Hot Summer Tour is heading to the border on March the 26th, 2022 and you can get your tickets from Ticketmaster. You'll definitely want to because the lineup is bloody awesome. Hunters <laughs> and Collectors, James Ray and the Angels... Boom Crash Opera, Killing Heidi, Living End and Baby Animals. And we managed to grab a few minutes with the great Suze DiMarchi. And Matt, you started off uh, by asking her a question that for some reason you thought she'd never been asked before. I don't think I've ever heard you answer the question. Just how did you come up with the name Baby Animals? Oh, um... We did used to answer that question, but oh, we used did to you? make up a story every time. Okay. Actually, I'll tell you the truth, was yeah. that our drummer... At the time, Frank had uh, hit. Oh, somebody saw a, a poster that was baby animals poster, and we we stole it from a a baby animals. No, it wasn't a poster. It was a calendar. Oh, okay. It was very exciting. 
Yeah, I and know. And it was one that. of those things that just stuck. Yeah, gotcha. With us, we couldn't get rid of it. It was, you know, terrible name, but whatever. <laughs> now we're stuck with it. <laughs> and you've answered that question probably a million times, but it all would have been in the in the nineties, in the early days. But you probably still yeah, recovering. Okay. Speaking of no, which, early nineties, thirty year anniversary. Oh. Congratulations! That is just amazing. Yeah, you, were, you were going to go and tour because it's it was this year, but um, we obviously, were. yeah. So, are you going to celebrate next year, or how are you going to do it? Do you think? Um, look, we're going to do the, the see this second half of the Red Hot Summer Tour that we're out talking about now. Was we were halfway through that when the pandemic mm-hmm. started. Yeah. So this is us finishing the second half of that tour, and then yeah, we've got a couple of hopefully things all go okay, and um, we're able to you know, not have to cancel stuff, but yes. yeah, we'll we'll do something for it, you know, any reason to tour, we'll take any excuse. Yeah, yeah I bet, I bet you can't wait. Because this particular Red Hot Summer Tour has been two years in the making. Do you feel really rejuvenated and ready to hit the road? You know, I think all of us are, are just hanging to, to play again, because it's kind of what we do, it's our purpose in life, and two years of not playing and not knowing when we were going to play. And, yeah, it really has been very tough, I think, psychologically for all the musos, you know, all the performers. Yeah, yeah. Um, So we will be there with the bells. I don't know about rejuvenated, but we'll be very happy to be there, for sure. Yeah, oh, that's that's (laughs) awesome. It's it's funny you were saying it's your purpose. We were talking to James Rain, and he was saying that um, there's been moments where he's literally been going... I wonder what I could do as a second job, like as a new career. <laughs> I, I'm, sure, me too. I mean, I could barmaid. I was a barmaid for a while. That was, um, oh, yeah. yeah. I could do all, all sorts of things like that too. Because, you know, for, for musicians, you never, ever think that anything... You always think that music can go on and yeah. performing can go on. You'll always be able to play. You'll always be able to do a little show here or there. But... This just sidelined us completely. Oh, yeah. I think, as you know, more in, in this industry in particular, yep. is is one of the ones that is, was kind of impacted the most because it's it's people in mm. crowds. I, I feel like this is going to be such a, a an amazing time for people to come out and congregate together and just to hear some live music and to just go crazy and let loose. Because that's what it's all about, really. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know that the musicians will be yeah, letting loose. You've just you've just <laughs> ended it perfectly. I don't think we can get a more succinct, perfect statement as to why this is going to be awesome. We all need it, and it's going to be incredible. Yeah, we do. The Red Hot yeah. Summer Tour, yeah. thankfully, back mm-hmm. in 2022. Hunters and Collectors, Angels, Living End, Killing Heidi, Boom Crash Hopper, James Rain, and, of course, Baby Animal, Suze Damachi. Thank you so much for the chat. We can't wait to see and hear you next year. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Sometimes in life, the gods smile upon you, my friends. You got that right. My dingling. TV Talk with Steve Mogg. From the website tvblackbox.com.au that literally knows everything in the world of Australian yes. and international Literally TV. everything. Steve Mogg, good morning. Not an overblown statement at all. Good morning, Matt. <laughs> well, we need your help, so we had to talk you up, Mulkey, because um, there's so much TV at the moment, isn't there, Lou, that yeah. we, we need to know what we should be watching yeah. over the next week. And look, friends, there is literally heaps and thousands of things going around. I mean, there was Disney Day last Friday, which means a whole bunch of, of programming, including 
uh, Marvel's new film, Shen-Chi and the Ten Rings, is now available as a part of your Disney subscription. That's really great. Yes. Um, there's also uh, an excellent behind-the-scenes bit of sizzle for the Book of Boba Fett, which comes on the 29th of December. Uh, but this is a great little insight into how they made that program, and I've watched it three times already. <laughs> You're so funny. Oh, um, I'm the worst. Biggest nerd ever. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, I need to, I need something to stream, a series, mm. something that's going to yes. keep me occupied, because uh, I mentioned earlier this morning, I've just finished uh, Shit's Creek. I binge-watched right. it over the last couple of weeks and absolutely loved it. Mm. Um, what what can I watch now, Mulky? Oh, look, I'll give you I'll give you a couple, of, and unfortunately, uh, two of them are streamers, so you're going to have to pay out some cash. Oh, I know yeah. that particularly Matt's not want to do that. Uh, if you do have a Disney Plus subscription, it's just started on as a part of their Star Library. It's called Dope Sick, and it stars, among others, Michael Keaton. Oh, um, I love Michael yeah, Keaton. Me too. He stars as a doctor who is sort of trying to rail against. Uh, and, and in recent American history, the rise of a drug called OxyContin. Oh, yes. And the yeah. fact that there are, you know, people everywhere addicted to this drug now. Um, and, yeah, just it, phenomenal, phenomenal okay. sort of based love in that. fact story. Yep, okay. love so that's that idea. One. That's on Disney+. Plus, On Paramount+, Plus, uh, the streamer that's connected to 10, there's a series, nine parts, called American Rust. It stars Jeff Daniels and Maura Tierney. Ooh. And it is amazing. It's about kind of a... It's not even really a whodunit because you know what's going on. But Daniels plays a small-town cop in this sort of Pennsylvanian go-nowhere-nothing town. Uh, Maura Tierney is his love interest who he's been in love with ever since high school. And they haven't really been able to cross paths. It, look, it's really it's really quite good. I recommend it. American Rust on Paramount+. Plus. Can I throw one it, out, Mulkey? Sure, and then I've got one more. Okay, because um, there's uh, one called American Crime Story Impeachment, which uh, oh, I've just yep. watched, and uh, yes. it's all about Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton. And yes, it's uh, ten of the hardest hours of your life. Did you not like it? I quite liked it. It just dragged. Like I really enjoy <laughs> the Crime Story series, and it was long. It, it was, was long. long. What was that? Don't on? binge it. Just watch it every. Um, that was on binge. That was okay. on binge. Um, yes. All right. What's the uh, the last one from you, Mark? It starts tonight. Is it on SBS Viceland at 9.20? It's called The Backside of Television, and it is a three-episode look at the parts of Australian TV that network executives would probably want you to forget. It's hosted by a very funny guy called Mitch McTaggart. If you saw the last year in television on SBS Viceland last year, you kind of know where it lands. It is so sharp. It is so funny. And I had no idea that Australian TV had the fascination with seagulls that it does. Ooh, oh, there you go. Planted the seed. Love it. All right, they sound mm. really good. I'm, I'm really keen on the Michael Keaton one. That sounds really yes. interesting. Multi, yeah, it's great. A, a great pleasure always chatting with you. We'll catch you again same time next week. Oh, the wheels keep turning. <laughs> they do. And now I'm going to be obsessed with seagulls. Thanks for that, mate. Damn it. My pleasure.